This is Tea Time with a Medium, a podcast about wellness, healing, and communicating with the afterlife. Brought to you by Angeline Young, broadcasting positive and upbeat insights on life after life. Hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to Tea Time with a Medium. I'm Angeline Young, your host. Today, we're talking with award-winning children's book author and illustrator, Jessica Bagley. She's here to discuss her book, Boats for Papa, which won the SCBWI Golden Kite Award for Best Picture Book Text, as well as Washington State Book Award for Children's Books. We're really excited to have you here, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming and welcome. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Please tell us about your book, Boats for Papa. What's it about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, thanks for the question. Um, so Boats for Papa, it's a picture book about a little beaver named Buckley, and he lives at the beach with his mama, and he loves to make little boats out of driftwood that he finds on the beach. And so the book is about the small child finding their creative inspiration and getting support from their mom. And the other component of the story is that Buckley, he sends his boats off into the ocean to his papa who isn't there. I never say where papa is in the story, but he's not, he's not present, but I do make it known in the story that Buckley and mama, they miss papa. So for me, it's a story about navigating absence and understanding that that you might have things in your life that are not around you or people that are not around you, but there are also people that are around you and love you and support you. And there are things that you can do and love. It's so beautifully drawn and it's so beautifully told. And I cried through the entire thing. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one. Could you please talk a little bit about why the boats in particular? Was there something special about the boats? Do you have childhood memories with boats or the sea? Yeah, no, I I love everything that you said there. I do appreciate that, you know, sometimes I guess as adults, we read into the subtleties of things and that's how we find our connections. And I feel that, that kids do the same. So you know, Buckley makes these boats and he's a little beaver. So I was sort of thinking, you know, because beavers like, you know, they, they use wood and they make things out of wood. I really was drawing from that sort of initial sort of natural connection to the material. It was very much inspired. That specific component was inspired by just seeing some driftwood on the beach down here in Seattle. I used to live over by the the edge of, there's a waterfront park here called Myrtle Edwards Park. And in the summertime, you know, it's nice going to walk down there. The Puget Sound is the water that is next to the beach there. You'd get a lot of like things washing up on it that have been sort of like chopped up. So there was a lot of driftwood on the beach. And I just always thought it was really beautiful. And there was something really special and magical to this you know, this, this natural sort of wood that had sort of been worn over time. And it just felt like that there was a story inside of each one of those pieces of wood. And so coming up with the story, it was very natural. It was a combination of a lot of things, but I feel like that the character Buckley, it's kind of the same thing, like that Buckley happened upon, you know, these things that he would find and he loved to make creative things and he loved to make things with his hands, I say in the story. And the boats were a very natural connection for the character because he lives on the, on like the beach at the coast. 
it, in the sort of like backstory in my mind, there's, you know, there's, it's like a coastal town and there's boats everywhere. So for him as like a small little child, like imagining what he can make of these things that he finds, the boats just seemed like a very natural fit. And I do sort of love the idea, you know, looking back on it now as sort of like a metaphor in a lot of ways, you know, like boats come and go, people come and go, you know, these are, these are things that, um, they can be small, they can be big, they, they're all very different and they serve different functions. But for Buckley, this sort of pairing of this object with, you know, his emotions of dealing with somebody that has come and gone uh, and maybe that he will continue to, maybe Papa continues to come and go. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, but I think that there definitely is a very special sort of quiet metaphor that just naturally came about from that pairing. I also feel like a lot of times when making art, especially like I, I have a fine art background and the way that I would make fine art, I, I really am trying to sort of invite that into my bookmaking process where I explore something because it gives me a feeling like there's a vibration or a sensation that I get from either the mark making or the content. And I might not fully see all of it. I might not fully know the whole reason why I'm drawn to something, but I will experiment and play and sort of be in, in this world or sit with these materials or, or sit with a thing. And then a lot of the times I do that after the fact, then this larger sort of connection comes through. Like I said, I, I do that in my fine art and I try to do that in my bookmaking. And with specifically posts for Papa, that was very much the case. I, I got this idea to, you know, kind of like just like a like a bolt, you know, it just kind of hit me a very much like a lightning bolt moment. Like I thought of this idea of this little beaver on the beach and he makes boats out of driftwood that he finds and he's there with his mama. And like all of that just came to me one morning in this, like I really felt it in my body. And, you know, then I was working on the story. I worked out, you know, the kinks, you know, like all of these little things, you know, that you do, the the writing process, there's tinkering that's involved. And then it wasn't really until after I was done with the book and the and the book was about to come out that I realized I had written the story about my childhood. And it was very much like, how did I not, how did I not see this? My my parents divorced when I was very young. My we lived on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. My father, he was living back in, in New York where he was from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we would write letters and see each other now and then and have phone calls. So we had a long distance relationship. And while this was going on, you know, I grew up in a very creative home. My mother always supported and fostered the creativity and the artistic interests that me and my sister had. And so it was very much this creative, like loving and encouraging environment for, for those things. So it's very much like Buckley and mama, you know, and it's so simple, right. But it, it's that I didn't see that I think is very funny too. <laughs> you have a very special ability that's very unique is to translate your experience into this beautiful book that's touched and will continue to touch so many people as an artist you have that special gift I also feel that like that lightning bolt that came through for you that spirit is urging you on to continue your work perhaps this work has another life 
or some sort of extension of this particular book is going to come to fruition. Are you working on anything in particular right now to to amplify this lovely book of yours? Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm currently pursuing seeing about taking the book and turning it into either like an animated short or a, like a shorter animated movie, something where it can live just outside of the pages of a book. It's very, it's hard because there's so many books that get made and there's so many wonderful books now, but not everybody gets the opportunity to to get those in their hands, right? And I think the special journey of Boats for Papa that I hope it's that I have seen the power of this story and how it connects with people. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that I can continue to share this message of healing and connection in different formats, because I think that that to me feels like the next step. I always sort of had wanted and hoped, and I was like, I wonder if somebody would want to make this into a movie. And that sounds like I have to, I have to pull myself back from the self-talk of, of, you know, like, oh, that's, that's too big, or that's like a greedy thing to think that these, these really negative things that we do, um, I think is very common as a creative. We, mm -hmm. we, we talk ourselves down from the things that we aspire and really hope, you know, in, in connecting back, like, what is the reason why, why does this particular story need to come to life in a different way? It's really, I feel like, because it has more work to do to help people, mm -hmm. to help children heal. I've had so many out of all the books that I have created, I continuously get random emails or, or letters in the mail saying what this book did to them, how it helped them heal, how they lost a loved one, how I've had so many people tell me that they have made boats in memorial to their loved ones who have passed away after they read this. And, and I feel like books for kids, they're not just for the specific age of, you know, being a child. I think that we're all children still inside. Right. And I think, I think that this speaks to all books for young people. They, they can speak to you at any age. And I, I, I have seen that in the response to Boats for Papa over the years, because it was published in 2015. So it's been a while now that it's been out and, you know, thousands of other books, thousands of other things, you know, that come across people's desks in life. And this one keeps coming back as a source for healing and love for people. And so I just, I really want that to continue. I want it to reach as many people and help as many people heal as possible. That's wonderful. I love that you said that there are children in all of us, even within the adults. So when we experience things as children and then we grow up as adults to revisit that in hindsight and to review it, to reflect on it, to grow from it, our logical adult mind says, I get why that happened. I'm okay. I can move on from it now. But the child that actually experienced the trauma of absence or abandonment or distance, whatever it was that child within the adult has experienced, that child doesn't have the logical mind. It doesn't make sense to the child why mm -hmm. they were left, why they were a bit, why dad's not there or mom's not there or why their pet dog is no longer there. Exactly. These, these great mysteries stay with that child self within our adult selves. And I think that your book is what helps to speak to that younger, innocent child part of the adult. I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to connect on this. And I do feel that this animated film that comes from 
the book, Boats of Papa, will do what you want it to do because you are the creator of this. It will spread your message, spread the healing, amplify the healing that you experienced from the creative process of making this beautiful story and also make it more accessible to people. Yeah, I I, I really appreciate you saying that because um, a couple of things... Um, that, you know, you, you were talking about that even as an adult, you know, we still have this inner child. And I truly feel like that the things that we do now can heal those parts that weren't healed then. And I know this because I did have that experience, like you said, with, with the process of making the book, like I made this book and that was very, it was my first book. I wanted this so badly. You know, there was all of this journey to get to making the, like this, this thing, right. This object in your hand this telling the story. And then after that came out and the real reward ended up being when people would reach out to me and that allowed me to heal the parts that from when I was younger, that I still hadn't resolved yet. You know, my parents divorced when I was young, like I said, but my, my father, he passed away when I was 17. So while I didn't write this story from a place of specifically like, um, dealing with like death. I know that a lot of people come to this story. I was writing this from the perspective of my feelings as a child, which was absence, you know, which, which is, can be, you know, a form of loss. But so I, I really was trying to speak to like the child part of me. Right. And I, and I did this very intentionally to not explain where Papa went so that like you said, it could be more accessible so that, anybody and everybody could see a connection to themselves as much as possible in the story. I mean, I've had kids say that, you know, that, that they know where Papa is um, because, you know, their dad spends a lot of time away for work or they know where Papa is because their parents were divorced or they know where Papa is because maybe he died. Like all of the kids, you know, they have their own sort of idea. And that's what I love most. And that, that accessibility is so important because, the reason why we love stories is because we see ourselves in the stories and that's a real honest connection. And that's I think right. that that lights up that, that helps us a, you know, heal things or, or it helps us, you know, connect to ourselves or awaken parts of ourselves or give us confidence. And so the process of making boats for Papa, it was a very unexpected reward to help me heal those child, that child inside of me that was still dealing with absence and, and, and loss and grief. And it gave me this feeling of like, I'm not alone. You know, I, I am not going through these things alone, even though that those things happened so long ago for me. And I didn't know that that was possible. You know, when you create something, when you, when you create a, a piece of art, I had never had that experience before um, in connection with other people. So I, I do really hope that more people can, you know, find themselves in this story and heal those parts, even if those parts they think are long, long away from even being healed. Of course, I want the kids to, in present time, if they're having feelings or they, it resonates with them, that's what I want. You know, like, I don't think, I, I don't think I've gone to a school visit where the children had, you know, been familiar with Boats for Papa, where a kid didn't ask what happened to Papa, That's right. <laughs> which That's I right. think is, which I think is really great. You know, like I'll yes. be there talking about a totally different book. You know, I'm talking about like, oh, this is my, this graphic novel my husband and I are making. Um, and they're like, I have a question. I'm like, okay. And they're like, what happened to Papa? 
<laughs> and, and, you know, the funny thing about that is I always tell them like, you're not going to like the answer. You're going to be disappointed. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because Papa is wherever you need him to be. He's wherever yes. you think that he is. That's right. And they kind of are disappointed, but they also kind of like it because then, then they're like, then I, then I was right. Then, then my feeling about the story was true. And I think that that's really helpful and, and it's really important for kids to feel. It's really powerful because you are inviting the reader into their imagination. The power of the story is that it's open-ended and it leaves you with the questions. In a world where we want an affirmative, people are always looking for a yes or a no, but it's actually the space in between knowing mm -hmm. and asking that we are truly free. That's what the book offered to me. Here's what I do. I only read children's books. I love that so much. <laughs> because there aren't that many words. Yeah. And the material is filtered for my child self. Mm -hmm. So we opened the book and I, I sobbed through the entire thing. And then we get to the end and it's mama that's really there and present with him. And, mm -hmm. and it teaches you gratitude for being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. and it also teaches you to ask to ask yeah yeah I it's it is it it's funny too that you say that because I I'm recalling now that I was like oh yeah like mothers even though the Tyler book is both for Papa you know so many mothers have reached out to me and said I just wanted to say thank you because when we finished reading the book without saying anything my kid said, thank you, or I love you, or they just like sat up and kissed me on the cheek. And that was just like, so powerful that they get it. You know, kids are a lot of times, I think, underestimated by adults. And I yes. think that's such a disservice. I, I think right. kids are so emotionally smart. They just speak in a different language that we don't understand, right? It's not that they're not telling us and they're not telling us correctly. It's that we just, we're learning their language still. And I think that I write my books for that respect in mind of the reader. I believe that children have an amazing capacity for emotional nuance and they have, the depth of their feelings runs so, so deep. And I think that it's very necessary for, for them to be acknowledged and for them not to be written off and played down to and, you know, dumbed down. And there's so many, you know, there's so many different books in the world. There's, there's a huge variety. I also just feel like that there is room for books that respond to that emotional capacity and, and ask kids to say, you know, do you connect with this and give them the permission to connect deeply. And, and so that's what I hope happens. I, it makes me so happy to hear that you responded so genuinely to it. I also feel a little, <laughs> it feels a little funny when people are like, I cried and I'm like, oh, like, I'm glad. <laughs> but I'm yeah. just glad that I'm glad that you connected and I'm glad that it touched you. That's, and I really, I appreciate that so much. Well, it's such a gift. I feel like you should say you're welcome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I need I need to say that more. Yes, I'm I'm an adult trying to not apologize for my actions. And I don't say you're, you're welcome and just accept, you know, so I, I will work on that. <laughs> so I know that you have a son and it might be really helpful to our listeners if you could give some advice on how to talk to our kids about transitions or when we lose a loved one. Yeah, I, you know, I think what, what I've learned um, through, you know, reading, reading about things and experiences, you know, we had a close friend of ours 
pass away not that long ago when my son was younger, I had to explain to him and we were there like basically when it happened. And um, I had to explain to him, you know, and I realized that the adults are the ones that are scared. We're scared and we don't always know what to say because we're, we can like see all the things, you know, like we're, we're putting all of these pieces together, but children, they, they, they do appreciate the honesty and they appreciate not having to be afraid of their feelings or being afraid to, you know, um, talk about things in a way that, you know, we, we shouldn't, I guess, guys things with like a, a taboo sort of like, oh, we don't talk about that. Or let's, let me use some very like vague language that they might not it might just confuse them more i've i've learned that as long as you're you know speaking with with kindness and and appropriateness thinking about maybe their age level like what their capacity is i think that that's sharing in in your heart of what is really happening is going to do them such a bigger service you know like having to tell a child that somebody is not alive anymore is really hard or that somebody is moving away but you can just, you can tell them in a way that um, helps them just understand like what that is without having to dance around it, I guess is my, my point, which I am reluctant to say exactly what kind of language because everybody has their own language that they're comfortable with sharing. But I just think that that honesty and that sort of then asking, well, how do you feel about that? Or do you have any questions? I think that inviting them to participate in the conversation and letting them ask questions and you can even say, well, I don't know. I don't know where, you know, somebody goes when they die, or I don't, I don't know how often we're going to get to see them. You know, I think that there's realities that that's more helpful than promising things that we might not realize that they're really holding on to. With my son, you know, I was trying to use like nature as, a, as sort of a like metaphor. It's like, oh, you know, like a seed grows and then eventually, you know, it dies and that's okay. And it, you know, the, the physical parts return to the earth, but it's, you know, it, it lives again and all of these, all of these different things. And so that's I think right. that, you know, to make it not scary and to make it just feel really natural and in tune with, you know, what is happening sort of just in the things that they already are familiar with and seeing is, is really is really good. What are some of the wellness practices that you have to take care of yourself as the artist and illustrator and mother? Yeah, that's so hard. I feel like that I'm I'm constantly trying to sort of like be better about those things and practices. What I've been learning over the last few years is that it's okay to give myself a little bit more time. Give yourself time to sleep. I think doing all that you can to just keep an eye on your sleep is really, really helpful. Uh, I took a sleep study years ago and it came out basically saying that I was waking up 60 times in a minute. And I was like, aren't there only 60 seconds in a minute? And I was like, I am not getting enough sleep. And so um, that's probably been a really big thing is trying to listen to my body, trying to get enough sleep. So for me, it's, I think it's about getting in better habits about taking care of, of my body and not pushing myself so hard. Thank you so much for sharing that. So folks at home, you hear that straight from the award-winning children's book author and illustrator, Jessica Bagley, get some sleep. Give yourself <laughs> Give yourself time and be patient with yourself as you establish new habits. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your light here with us today. Yay, thank you so much for having me. This has been a lovely, lovely time together.
This is Tea Time with the Medium, and you've been listening to an interview with the talented Jessica Bagley, an award-winning children's book author and illustrator. Along with her bookwork, she is a fine artist, comics creator, and teacher of writing and watercolor. Her picture book, Boats for Papa, won the SCBWI Golden Kite Award for Best Picture Book Text, as well as Washington State Book Award for Children's Books. Her picture book, Laundry Day, received an Ezra Jack Keats Honor Award for writing. Many of her picture books are Junior Library Guild selections. She often illustrates for other writers and collaborates with her husband, Aaron Bagley. Jessica lives in Seattle, Washington with her husband and son. I hope that was helpful for you. You've been listening to Tea Time with a Medium, brought to you by Angeline Young. Broadcasting positive and upbeat insights on life after life. If you'd like to collaborate with us, or if you'd like to hear us cover a topic of interest to you, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call and leave us a message at 520-789-6248. Whenever you're ready for a spirit connection, visit us at angelineyoung.com. Remember, be yourself, seek the truth, and the path will unfold before you.